uh, you are listening to DJ Nocturna, and I'm speaking to Anastasia, a professional astrologer who specializes in esoteric, evolutionary, medieval, and traditional astrology. Uh, she's been teaching astrology and working with clients for over 25 years and providing astrological consultations and teachings. Thank you for coming on the show all the way from the land down under. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to, to be mm-hmm. here in this space with you and um, yeah, and you. have, you know, um, interesting dialogue. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Now, you have a, a popular uh, YouTube channel, which which is where I became familiar with, with, with your work. And, um, you know, one thing I really like about your channel, which makes you a little bit different from other 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 um, YouTubers is that you really take mm-hmm. the time doing the research and sharing your knowledge mm. and wisdom and your expertise in the subject matter to your viewers, mm. which allows us, and we all come from all walks of life, um, all coming from different levels sure. of learning, you know, the opportunity to understand astrology better, which is why I, I kept going back to your channel. You know, you give generously yeah, to thank you. thank you. And that's priceless, you know, to give, to give generously your wisdom sharing it with, uh, with everybody. And I, I've been following yeah. The first time I, I, I came in contact with your YouTube channel, which is, um, I don't know how I got there. I think it's the, um, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know. It must have been when you put hashtags or something. People just find you better. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, algorithms, mm-hmm. you know. So um, mm-hmm. I've yeah. been following your channel now for uh, almost, uh, I, I don't know, maybe two years, close to two years. Um, Thank you. <laughs> In one of your videos, you said mm-hmm. astrology has the power to remove ignorance, which I which I love mm. that. I love that statement. Mm. You know, mm. you know. It does. Yes. <laughs> and I, I understand it. You know, and um, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted my my listeners to know a little bit about. You know, they know astrology from, you know, the birth the birth signs, the sun signs. You know, but it's a little more than that. It's a little more deeper meaning. You know what? What is it that got yes. you? What is it about astrology, particularly esoteric astrology, that that moved you to want to pursue the this course of study? Hmm. Well, just a, a tiny little bit of background in terms of uh, how my journey started in astrology. As I've briefly mentioned to you, do I do I call you DJ Nocturna or yes. do I call you Anne? <laughs> you can call me anything you like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 Um, so, as I briefly mentioned to you, um, I mean, it is it is important just for for the viewers, I suppose, to have a, a little bit of insight in terms of perhaps why I am uh, so passionate about these very ancient and sacred teachings, and why I've decided to more or less devote my whole life to it. Uh, it began when I was very, very young. I, I read my first book when I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read a book on sun signs and it had a it had a very, very strong impression on me. It was like I was reading something that wasn't new to me. It was just something that I naturally understood. Mm-hmm. And so from, from then on, I continued to read books and so on and so forth. And I was always very interested in the human psyche, in the psychology of human beings. And I was always very interested in the deeper components of people and why people are the way they are, 
why they live the lives they do, why they feel the way they do, why they have the relationships they do, you know, just mm-hmm. the journey of people. That was something that was always um, a great interest for me from a very, very young age, which is a little bit unusual because it's not like I had um, parents that were necessarily academic as such, but my father was very, very spiritual and very musical as well. Mm-hmm. So later on in life, I came to, I was actually standing in this tiny little alternative shop and um, there was a flyer there that was uh, offering a two-year course in astrology mm-hmm. and my partner at the time picked it up and said, this is for you, you are absolutely meant to do this and, and that partner at that time was incredibly clairvoyant as well. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the flyer, I had a look at it, I didn't even think about it. I called the person straight away and I said, I'm interested in um, coming to this course, what do I need to do, etc., etc. When I first walked into the class, I was the first one there, right? I was so mm-hmm. keen, I was early, I was the first one there. And that person who was conducting that two-year course, this was 25 years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, has been my, my mentor uh, my best friend, my teacher, my everything wow. since then. So yeah. most of my astrology, probably 70% I've learned through him. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's in his late 70s now. He's been practicing astrology for 50 years. He's wow. uh, one of the best astrologers in the world without question. Mm-hmm. He's an incredibly technical astrologer and the technical component of astrology is something that is not easy and most people can't get their head around it. Um, it. It requires the understanding of divine timing, divine system, mm. um, and just, just the nature of how time works, not just time as in material time, but spiritual time, astrological time, which is different to the time that you see on your watch. Anyway, I continued to, to study with him. I did the course. Then I went on and did further studies with a, another uh, very well-known and terrific astrologer by the name of Bernadette Brady, which is where I studied my medieval astrology. Mm, okay. And then my journey just continued and continued, and I just kept on immersing myself in studying, basically. And I'm still studying. I still consider mm-hmm. myself to be a student. Mm-hmm. So there was this there was this experience from when I first entered that classroom and I sat down and he started to speak. From the moment he started to speak, my soul just immediately knew that I was in the exact right place that I needed to be. And over the two years where I studied, it was, he always said to me from, from way back then, and, and this, this gentleman had conducted hundreds and hundreds of classes. He's had thousands of students. Mm -hmm. And he always said to me that um, I was his favorite student because Mm -hmm. I was the most keen, I was the most enthusiastic, I was the most engaging, I asked the most questions, I I was just very, very engaging. I was just, it was like I was, my soul was just being fed with this beautiful, beautiful wisdom that Mm -hmm. was just bringing me back to life with something that I actually deeply understood anyway. Mm-hmm. So fast um, forward um, to about three, four years ago where I decided to practice astrology full time and there's obviously a gap of many, many years where I, mm-hmm. uh, I had several other careers and so forth. 
Um, as I've mentioned to you, I'm also a counsellor, mental health practitioner, so I've studied psychology, which mm-hmm. really complements yep, the astrological mm-hmm. teachings as well. Yeah. Um, decided to create the YouTube channel. I actually had no specific purpose in mind when I started it. I didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing relative to the technological aspects of mm-hmm. how to create a YouTube channel, etc. It all just kind of fell together for yeah, me. Kind of like all meant I've to always be. felt, yeah, it's. <laughs> um, I've always felt from a very young age that I've been uh, divinely guided. As cliche mm-hmm. as that may sound, that's truly what I felt from my heart. So I've always had the the support whenever I've needed it. It just shows up, you know. It just literally shows up, and I just stumble across things that I need at any given moment mm-hmm. to support mm-hmm. me through whatever process that may be. So um, esoteric astrology. Just going back to your original question, mm-hmm. I learned about esoteric astrology. 25 years ago as well that's when I was first introduced to it because the person that I was studying with at the time his partner is also a wonderful astrologer and she's an esoteric astrologer actually so Mm. she also would run um, workshops and uh, short courses and so on and so forth and I did all those courses with her back then 25 years ago and it was actually about 4 or 5 years ago where I started to reopen the exploration of esoteric astrology again Mm -hmm. and started to work with it with my clients um so would you like me to explain a little bit about what esoteric yeah 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 just just for um yeah i'm not sure how many people who are listening are familiar with with uh you know we we have a astrology has many facets it's huge so I just, you know, I wanted to... Um, it is. I don't know how many people are really aware of it. I mean, I didn't. I, I needed to find out what it was, you know, when I first started listening to you. So, um, yes, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, astrology to begin with, whether it's esoteric or otherwise, is basically a language. It's, it's a complete language unto itself. Mm-hmm. And it's a language of symbols. And the artistry of astrology is to be able to combine the uh, the mental conceptual field of understanding the mechanics of astrology in combination with your intuition that's first and foremost and, and understanding the symbols because it's a symbolic language mm-hmm. it's like if you speak um, I speak Greek for example because I have a Greek background I'm mm-hmm. pretty good with languages I picked up mm-hmm. Arabic when I was living in the Middle East it's one of those mm-hmm. things that astrology is just another language basically mm-hmm. um, so esoteric astrology is quite different to exoteric astrology which is uh, the western westernized mm-hmm. um, model of astrology the one that m- more people are familiar esoteric- with sorry that's probably the one that more, more people are, are familiar with right the other the other astrology uh, uh, absolutely, because exoteric astrology appeals to the masses. It appeals to the personality. That's what exoteric astrology is based on. It's mm-hmm. based on the personality. And if we look at the um, the structure of the world, 80% of humanity is basically functioning and operating from the personality level. And this is where esoteric astrology comes in and really only appeals to maybe 10, 15% of the population on the earth. Mm-hmm. Esoteric astrology to, to encapsulate uh, one 
one sort of sentence of how you might explain what it is. It's simply the astrology of the soul. It's soul-centered mm-hmm. astrology. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, yeah, it, it, it really is. And it's, it's the study of cycles as astrology is anyway, whether it's exoteric or esoteric, when, we, when we're trying to understand the symbolic language of astrology, First of all, we need to understand the archetypal psychological level, but we also need to understand the every single cycle that is contained within mm-hmm. every single planet, including the Earth herself. So esoteric astrology takes us um, above and beyond the personality level of mm-hmm. understanding life and of living life. It's the ability to help us understand and understand the purpose of our soul and what we are here to give, actually. You see, when, when people are thinking more from the personality level, it's normally the, the thinking process around that is usually, what can I get out of this? Uh, how can I achieve mm-hmm. this? What do I need to do to get that, etc., etc.? But when we are uh, more aligned with the soul's intention and purpose, we come from a space of what am I here to give, which is mm-hmm. the complete opposite of what what can I take, what can I have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? Yes, to you? absolutely. Yes, um, one of one of the <laughs> one of one of the um, I, I think what a lot of people are really interested in um, is uh, is the relationship astrology part because uh, you know everybody wants to get everybody is either in a relationship or not or they want to be in a relationship. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the composite charts, you know, um, since um, you're very knowledgeable in that, you're very knowledgeable. Um, yeah, look, rela- relationship astrology is one of my favorite areas, actually, mm-hmm. because I did a lot of couples counseling as well when I was working as a therapist, and I always deployed mm-hmm. astrology into that. Oh, and wow. <laughs> I've always, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I've always... Uh, understood even in my own private personal life if if i make a connection with somebody that the first thing i ask them is can i have your time of birth date of birth place of birth now a -hmm. lot of people are not um necessarily very comfortable with that and and there's a lot of people i've made i'm I'm talking about a a romantic connection Mm -hmm. right if i was to meet somebody at if, if somebody is uncomfortable uh, with giving me their time, date and place of birth, I this is going to sound a little bit judgmental, but it's, it's just factual from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. I, I already know if they, if they can't respond to that, then it's likely not going to work between us because that's an immediate uh, position of being fairly reserved and, and not open, you know, and I, I myself am a very open person, although I'm very private, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. still very open. So relationship astrology is incredibly complex mm-hmm. and is incre- it's, it's a specialty. It really is a specialty unto itself. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a number of ways of understanding it. First of all, it's really about if, for example, just so the viewers can understand what I'm saying, if I had a person come to me and say, look, I, I'd like to have a relationship reading, I've just met somebody or I'm in a relationship, I've been with this person for a year. Well, to put a relationship reading together, is it, it takes a lot of time because mm-hmm. there's a lot of detail involved and there's a lot of charts you actually need to look at. 
Now, what is a chart? A chart is a birth chart. All of mm-hmm. us have a birth chart, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. So <clears throat> there's, there's the process of looking at two individual birth charts of two individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding the, the actual birth charts of both individuals as standalone individuals because we are all unique regardless of being in a relationship or not. Mm-hmm. So that's one level. The next level is something called synastry charts. Mm-hmm. Now, synastry charts can be examined and understood not only for people who are in a romantic relationship, but that, that system can be applied to a business partnership, to the relationship that you have with your mother, with your sister, with whomever, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. you can still do that with composite charts as well, but I'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So synastry astrology, just to, just to draw a distinction between synastry and composite, because this is very, very important. Synastry is basically assessing the dynamics between you and me, for example. Mm-hmm. So if you, can, I, can I speak a little bit about, so you've got Sun in Sagittarius, you're okay for me to mention that, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't, I won't talk about it anymore. So um, <laughs> no, you can, you can, as long as it's uh, what's that? <laughs> you can. Uh, I, I won't go into any, you know, personal okay. uh, details right. or information. I'm just using a very basic example. So you've got Sun in Sagittarius. I've got Sun in Aries, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that's that's a very as simple as that may sound. That's a very important point because in a whether it's a working relationship or a personal relationship, you're a fire sign, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm a fire sign. Aries is a fire sign. Sagittarius mm-hmm. is a fire sign. Now, fire sign and air sign are the category that connect to freedom and adventure, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. anyone who is an air sign or a fire sign they would be more drawn and attracted to individuals in their life that would bring a sense of excitement and adventure, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. The, 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 the contrast to that would be the earth signs and the water signs, and I'll just run through what they are so that people are not questioning, well, what's an earth sign, what's a water sign? Mm-hmm. First of all, let's just start with, the, I'll just run through it quickly. Mm-hmm. So the air signs are Gemini, mm-hmm. Libra, and Aquarius. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. The earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And and that for um, listeners that may not be aware. And and those signs, um, the way that the way that um, the, the the elements are the same, in in uh, esoteric astrology, just like in the Western astrology, it's the same. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, So if you're looking at two individuals who come together uh, from the point of view, just going back to synastry, so when you're looking at a synastry chart, you're basically looking at the energy between two people. Mm -hmm. Literally, what are the dynamics, what are the energetic exchanges that occur when these two people hang out together? When they go out and party, when they sit down and talk, when they have dinner, when they go for a walk, whatever, anything. You're just basically trying to get a feel and an understanding of how these people connect energetically 
spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, and physically. What is the exchange that is going on between them? How is it flowing? How is it restricted? How is it complementary? How is it challenging? Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's synastry in, in a very uh, small sort of nutshell. Now, the composite chart in relationship astrology is completely different because mm-hmm. what happens with the, with the composite chart a composite chart is literally one chart and that means that I would bring two individual charts together to make the one chart which becomes the composite chart mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so instead of instead of in synastry we had the exchange of energies between two people in the composite chart what we have is the unison the unity of those energies between the two people which becomes one Mm -hmm, so the composite mm -hmm. chart describes the absolute unison of two individuals all the energies combined into one so it's it's very very different synastry to composite Mm -hmm. however when people do come for a relationship reading i usually look at both i usually look at synastry and composite because you you are extracting different information from the synastry chart and from the composite chart and you really do need to synthesize all of that together in addition to both people's individual birth charts. So mm-hmm. you can probably tell from what I've just said, it's quite a lengthy mm-hmm. yeah. um, and extensive sort of process in analysis, right? And very, but very detailed. One mm-hmm. thing I have, it is very detailed. It is. And the artistry of that is to be able to synthesize it. That's really the artistry of astrology because um, anybody can be very intellectual and be really great at reading books, right? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to absorb um, knowledge from the left brain, as I like to call it, which is the Gemini hemisphere of the brain. That's the ability to absorb knowledge, information, data. Mm-hmm. and just read endlessly, be the eternal student, as it were. However, it is the right brain which belongs to the archetype of Sagittarius and the planet Jupiter, mm-hmm. which equals wisdom and intuition. Mm-hmm. And being an astrologer, in, in my personal opinion, I really feel that you, you need to employ the left and right brain together. If mm-hmm. you... you if you're not employing intuition in your astrological work, then you're missing the bigger picture because the right brain connects to that component within us that enables us to expand, mm-hmm. expand our consciousness, expand our understanding and employ intuitive insight and understanding that comes from spaces and places that are beyond this 3D dimension reality that we live in. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship astrology is exciting, it's interesting, it's complex, and it's 100% accurate. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, In my it's, opinion. It's, it's accurate um, because it's so detailed. And um, and there, there's important, like the sun is really important in that, the sun, where, where, where the sun is in the chart. Every, every. Yeah. Every planet, every planet. But yes, the sun is the central purpose of the relationship as it is seen in the composite chart. And I think you've had a little look at some of my videos and Mm -hmm. because you asked me a question about... um, Because I've done a video on where is it most favourable in a composite chart to have the composite sun, okay? And the houses in in the composite... The houses are 
spaces, areas of life, as it were, for, for the listeners that might not be aware of what, what is a house, in an astrological birth chart, whether it's a composite chart or your own individual birth chart, it is divided into 12 sections. Each mm-hmm. section equals 30 degrees, which is based on the tropical zodiac, basically, which is predominantly what I work with. Mm-hmm. So each section of those 12 correlates to a very specific area of life. So the mm-hmm. second house, for example, whether it's in a composite chart or whether it's in an individual birth chart, correlates to your money, your, mm. your everyday influx and flow of, of cash. How do you make cash? How do you make money? Mm-hmm. Of course, it has many other dimensions, such as your own personal values. It also correlates to your own uh, inner self-worth, your capability and ability to love yourself, mm-hmm. to value yourself. So those sorts of matters of life and, and how you relate and how you understand mm-hmm. and how you work with those components of your life will, would all be assessed by looking at the second house of a person's birth chart or the composite chart. So in the composite chart, mm-hmm. if the sun was placed in the composite chart of the second house, then that would be a, a reflection of two individuals who have come together who whose primary purpose is to experience a journey, uh, their, their life journey from the level of having a, a very deep uh, connection in what they both equally value. They value the same things about life. So if they value music, they value music. If they value spirituality, mm-hmm. they value that. If they value money, they value money, whatever it is. But basically, fundamentally, that they are both able to connect to the same sort of values which is why they've been drawn together to begin with on one level at least um what about the other if their son is in let's just say it's in the second house uh does the other planets have any Mm -hmm. influence in the relationship also every single planet does because well every every single sign of the zodiac does and every single planet does because every single sign and every single planet all have very specific descriptions, characteristics, correlations to Mm -hmm. our life. So Mars, for example, is the planet of the lower will. Mm -hmm. It is the planet that equates to our personal desires. It's the planet that correlates to action, our Mm -hmm. goals. How do we go out and get what we want? What Mm -hmm. sort of drive and willpower do we have? But it's of a lower will. And I make a distinction there because the planet Pluto is the highest will that is mm-hmm. within all of us. Mm-hmm. Mars is the lower will. So that would be the distinction between the lower and the higher will. And just to jump back to esoteric astrology, esoteric astrology is always working with the highest will, mm-hmm. the soul. And Fundamentally, what, we under, what we're trying to understand through the lens of esoteric astrology is how can we align our own soul, will, and intention with our personality? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the path. That's, that's the work. That's not something that any human being can accomplish overnight. That can take lifetimes. Mm-hmm, right. But that is, that, that is the fundamental purpose of understanding esoteric astrology. There is something in esoteric astrology that's called the seven rays. Mm-hmm. 
And it is it is these rays that are they are energetic spheres, if you like, mm-hmm. such as the chakras in our body. We have seven chakras in our body, mm-hmm. which are basically energy points, energy centers that are represented through very specific colors, for instance. Well, the seven rays in esoteric astrology are more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the, the constellations and then the zodiac signs and the planets mm-hmm. are all transmitted through these seven rays, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are working with these seven rays through having a time of birth, date of birth, place of birth, etc., we we are able to determine what uh, number our soul ray is and what number our personality ray is. So, for example, um, I'm a soul ray number two and I'm a personality ray number one. And that's, if if I was to look at nothing else Mm -hmm. and just understand what is a soul ray two and what is a a personality ray number one, that would give me uh, a wealth of information of jewels, of, of richness in understanding the contrast between my personality and my soul and how can I infuse the two together so mm-hmm. that I'm functioning and operating in my whole life through those energy points. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, I mean, it's really detailed. I mean, I have to say, I mean, um, it's very interesting. Mm. And I know that if people wanted to check out your uh, YouTube page, you have all these different topics you talk about, um, is, which is, I, I think, yeah. is a good way to, to learn something. It's almost like a book. You just have to listen to you, and then I'm, you figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> you know, does the composite, I guess my, my question, does the composite chart tell the length of a relationship between two people and when it would end or, if it's gonna not, or when it would not end? No, the composite chart wouldn't necessarily give you that kind of information, but what could give you that information is, and it's a good question, I'm glad you asked that, because that would be a question in a lot of people's minds. It's it's a bit like, the question you asked is a little bit like saying, um, can you tell by looking at a person's birth chart how long they're going to live? Mm -hmm. It's a a little bit like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because... The, the life of a relationship, right, has a particular length, just as the length of our life does, right? So mm-hmm. some are 20 years, some are six months, some are one week, whatever. Um, first of all, I, when, it, when it comes to the, the example I gave of, you know, how, how long is the length of a native's life, I, I don't speak on those matters at all. But when it comes to how long will I be in this relationship, that too is a very complex question and that's, that's a question that, that comes from the soul's uh, desires and the soul's wanting mm-hmm. because every relationship that comes into our life is most of, believe it or not, most of the relationships that we get into are people that we've been with in, you know, in, in other lifetimes. Usually yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of relationships we have have, uh, have some sort of um, karmas that, mm-hmm. that need to be worked through and resolved, yeah, which I is agree. all part of our evolution, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> um, which is why, you know, sometimes, yeah, you know, we meet people and we have this incredible bond or connection. Um, it could also be that we have this incredible um, 
difficulty with this person, but we know we need to kind of see it through. We know we need to work through this as much as we can. There's all sorts of reasons why people stay and why people don't stay. Getting back to your question, though, if I wanted to assess um, what was going on in a couple's uh, relationship life at the moment, what I would do is I would look at what's called the transits Mm. to that composite chart. So the transits are basically where are where are the planets in the sky at the moment? For example, when we started talking about 35 minutes ago, and it's interesting, the moon just shifted out of Aquarius into oh, Pisces. Wow. It was at zero zero uh-huh. Pisces. Yeah, it just literally shifted as soon as we started speaking. Of course, I looked at that before we so started speaking. So what does that mean? Because. Um, well, I'll, I'll answer that in a moment, but I just want to finish the, the other uh, question. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so when you're looking at the position of a planet, right, mm-hmm. at any given moment, we, we can see where Mars was yesterday. We can see where Mars was a thousand years ago. We can see where Mars is going to be in 500 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, <laughs> this is the benefit of computers, basically, um, <laughs> uh-huh. in terms of you know, in terms of computer software that enables you to uh, progress forward in time or go back in time or look at the very, the present moment. So if I was to look at a, a, a couple and I, and they were, let's just say a couple came to me and they were having a really hard time in their relationship mm-hmm. and they'd been together for a year, they were facing some, some real obstacles, but they had a lot of love for each other and they weren't willing to give up. They, they, they really want to stay in this relationship, but they want to understand what are these difficulties about? How can we work through them? And that's, that's a very uh, typical occurrence mm-hmm. in relationships, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of the length of the time of the relationship. So I would look at their composite chart and I would look at transits to the composite chart, meaning where are the planets Mm. in the heavens at the moment and what are they actually doing in relation to this couple's chart? What's being hit off? What's being triggered? What's Mm. presenting these challenges? And it will be there in black and white, literally. It's it's rarely obscure. It's rarely obscure. It's usually quite literal, actually. Alarmingly quite literal. Wow, that's amazing. um, The benefit... It is amazing. It is amazing. And the benefit of that type of guidance and experience is that uh, an astrologer is able to give a couple um, very specific reasons, you know, very Mm -hmm. practical and specific reasons as to why they may be facing, you know, X, Y, Z. And how long will this be in place for? Because it's not forever. But when a couple or an individual, for that matter, is going through a really deeply um, anxious or troubling time in their life. When you're in that moment, you you can't, your mind cannot comprehend that this is not forever because all you Mm -hmm. are feeling in that moment is the the difficulty, the suffering, Mm -hmm. the anxiety, the stress. Mm -hmm. So we, we can become so overwhelmed by those sorts of experiences and it's very difficult to be objective and to see the bigger picture. So that's why, you know, if you can go to a good astrologer when you are perhaps facing a situation like that, the astrologer can give the the couple or the individual guidance about what is it that's presenting these issues, what is it really about, and how can you work through them, and how long will it last as well, right? So... um, 
I was, I was just going to say, Go so it, I was just going to say, it's possible then to, to alter. Uh, so it's not a destined, um, it's not, it's not, it's not destined, whatever's in your chart. I mean, you can, you can alter the, the, the outcome. Look, I think, um, honestly, in my experience and observations over many, many years, I think there are a, a number of things actually that are, uh, destined with, with, without any doubt in my mind whatsoever. However, having said that, the, the destined component, which could be um, a, des- a destined relationship, you, you meet somebody and it's, a to- it's totally destiny. You must be in that relationship and work through it, mm-hmm. however difficult or pleasant it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't alter destiny in that way. Mm-hmm. But the, another way of saying that would be to say, well, if this is part of my destiny and my soul is desiring to evolve through these experiences and these lessons, by having greater awareness and insight around this, it enables me to actually respond, okay, with awareness, with compassion, with mm-hmm. the heart, with love, with understanding, as opposed to fear, judgment, suppression, oppression, resistance. Mm. And that's where there are specific uh, encounters or moments that are quite destined. And then there are a number of other things that occur in our life that are not destined at all, but the, the lack of awareness and understanding of what is going on and why it is going on is what creates what I would call Mm-hmm. Um, an experience of contraction, you know, we withdraw, okay, mm-hmm. and we try to protect ourselves and we create barriers mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And that contraction doesn't really enable us to consciously work through any given issue or experience, but rather we resist. Mm-hmm. And the resistance, all, all that does really is um, it might create a sense of what I would call false safety because you're not, we're not really working through that. We're just kind of withdrawing. And lessons in life, they just repeat mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> until we actually until evolve we through it. them, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry? Wow. I said, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, what? I was just saying, yeah, the, absolutely. That's... Um, yeah. Yeah. You know... Um, so we, we're all challenged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean that's why I I, I love astrology because um, you know I'm, I'm I'm like you. I like to learn. I'm still learning, you know, and I always want to learn. And um, I guess it's the Sagittarius mm. in me, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, in in the composite chart, I know, um, you know, the Sun, right? Is is the purpose of the connection, mm-hmm. right? So you, yeah. I, I guess I'm moving a little, a little bit ahead of everybody. I don't think, I, I, you know, uh, people may not be aware of the houses that's connected to, uh, to a, a good, to being, to to a good relationship. I guess you know, house one, four, five, seven, like what you said, those houses are connected to being, to be a a good placement for the sun. So yeah. So let me draw. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I think I think what you're I think what you're asking is there are certain positions certain houses as you correctly call them in the composite chart that uh, would correlate to what appears to be a, a relationship that 
could work better yes. as opposed mm-hmm. to yep. some some other houses in the chart that would um, definitely be a lot more challenging without question. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is the case. And look, um, there are, for example, the 12th house or the 6th house in a composite chart are very difficult houses mm-hmm. for, for a relationship when you have um, specifically the sun or probably uh, most personal planets, but specifically the sun or the moon. Um, let me give an example. So if the sun was in the 12th house for a couple in a composite chart, um, mm-hmm. there would be this incredible sense of perhaps uh, a lovely connection between the people, but there will always be this underlying sense of why are we actually together? Mm-hmm. That there's, it's really difficult to understand. You know, it's funny. There, there, there's the a lot of. What are we even doing together? <laughs> there's a lot of couples like that. That's a funny. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, they probably have the composite sun in the twelfth house. Yeah, they don't even know it. <laughs> <That's> um, a, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's look. It's the twelfth house in in the composite chart or in the birth chart is the part of the chart that basically correlates to the entirety of everything. It's mm-hmm. the wholeness, the oneness of everything. It's divine spirit, consciousness, creation to all things emerges out of that particular part of the chart. It's like the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's like the couple dive into this ocean and they're trying to find each other in this this vast. Wow, that's a good analogy. <laughs> of, of, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's literally what it feels like, and perhaps in. Perhaps when they're sleeping or they're dreaming, they've got this incredible bond and connection. But in the waking day life, there can be this sense of, mm. what is this relationship really about? It can be very, very challenging, very, very difficult to understand what's the purpose of you and I actually being together. And that's a pretty important um, question in people's minds when they're in a relationship. Why are we together? What's the purpose of this relationship? And if there's mm. no clear answer to that or direction, that can be very problematic. And, and you know... You, you Equally... D- mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go finish. Finish up. Just, just to give um, another example of another part of the chart that is just as difficult, is it's the opposite house to the 12th, which is the 6th house. Now, the 6th house is many different things, but it equates to service, uh, self-improvement, mm-hmm. daily work and rituals, mind, mind-body connection or disconnection. But in a composite chart, it's when the sun is in the found in the sixth house of a composite chart. To put it very simply, it can leave the couple feeling at least one person in that in that unison. It can leave them feeling like. Um, there's something really unequal about this relationship because mm. the sixth house connects to service. It's a bit like um, the master and the servant. So oh. a couple could literally feel like um, one is, you know, more superior to the other. And there's there's some Man, very distinct there's a uh, lot of couples inequality like and imbalance. <laughs> there's a lot of. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm seeing I'm, I'm I'm picturing all these people I know that's in the same situation in that in that in that house. So that's 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 incredible. You know, it's amazing. 
Wow. Mm. And, I, and I guess they were destined to be together, right? No matter what. <laughs> so I guess they have some... Well, yeah. I mean, there are all sorts of uh, reasons why people come together. I, I, I firmly believe that a lot of it uh, really has to do with unfinished karma from the past, mm -hmm. you know, because every single one of us is evolving, mm -hmm. including the planet herself. Mother Earth, she's evolving. All the planets are evolving. Every single soul is evolving. There's, there's no, um, mm -hmm. it's infinite. Yeah. So this evolutionary process that we are all going through takes us and weaves us through many different streams of life, through many different experiences. And in, in my understanding and what I've learned to really understand and accept actually more than anything else is that there's no such thing as good or bad, but it's only the mind that actually defines something as good or bad, but from a much higher level, from mm -hmm. your soul level, from the level of evolving, when you attract a particular situation in your life, it's not good or bad. It's just part of your growth and evolution. Right, right. That's all it is. So um, that I, includes relationships. Right. So I know you do all kinds of different types of readings, and um, mm. um, if somebody wanted to contact you for a reading, how do they go about doing that? Because mm -hmm. I, I, you have you have a YouTube channel. Well, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, and they can also find me through Facebook as well. I have a professional Facebook page set up. People can contact me through that. Mm -hmm. I had started to build a website last year. And I um, didn't get around to <laughs> working mm -hmm. working on that and, and getting it up to scratch. So perhaps that's something I'll uh, focus on later this year. I've just been um, incredibly busy actually working with clients, to be quite honest. That's, that's all I've been doing. And I was doing it virtually seven days a week and I found myself feeling slightly exhausted mm -hmm. so now I've mm -hmm. uh, decided that I will give myself the weekends off and only work five days a week no but people can find me through my YouTube channel which is Anastasia Cosmic Astrologer mm -hmm. uh, it has my details there they can email me directly if they go to if they're on Facebook it's the same thing Anastasia Cosmic Astrologer if they can just remember that name they will find me either on YouTube or Facebook and all they need to do is just shoot me an email or a message and I respond very, very quickly to people. Yeah. Yeah, and um, or they can, you know, check out the um, the podcast um, if they missed this interview. Yeah. Uh, DJNocturna.com. Absolutely. It'll be on Spotify, um, iTunes, um, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and some other forum. Wow. You know, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's so interesting. I mean, there's it's so vast. I mean, there's, I mean, you ha you have to come back on the show and talk about another topic. You know, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I can talk for hours. I know. And, uh, I've only just sort of scratched the surface. But <laughs> I know. I know. You, yeah, there's a is, lot to talk about. Is there anything? There is. There is. Is there anything else that um, you think your listeners might uh, want to hear about? I mean, at, at this present moment while we are still talking, or is there anything that you think wasn't clear or? you know, something that I can maybe expand on. You know, uh, if they have a question, you know, maybe they can ask you. Um, 
email uh, email you or um, you know yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure they yeah, have a lot sure. of questions I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they do because even I do you know um, and I would love to have you back on the show yeah you know, to talk about another topic because I mean there's so much I mean you haven't even I mean there's so much about the composite chart that um, that's yeah, interesting about is. it I mean it's, it's going to take uh, hours <laughs> but um, yeah absolutely but, you know but I, I really I really appreciate you coming on the show and and, and talking to us about this and thank you so much for all the for the uh, the wisdom and um, thank really you for having me